Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast episode. I'm your host, Morgan Therian, and today I am here with my good friend, Chloe Meering. Thanks so much for joining me today, Chloe. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. It's so great to have you here. So today, guys, we're just going to give you a rundown of some basic tips when it comes to interviewing, giving you a little view into the do's and don'ts when you are interviewing your guest. Before going into any interview, the first thing you should do before you even consider going into your interview is make sure you come up with your questions ahead of time. Now, these questions are going to help keep you on topic and keep you focused, but it also is important to make sure that when you go in to interview your interviewee that they don't know what's coming. So if they ask to see the questions ahead of time, it's best practice to not show them that because then if you do that, you're going to get kind of like a scripted interview. If they already know what's coming, you're not going to be able to get that genuine reaction that you want to have. So Chloe, we're here today and you can attest, you don't know what specific questions I'm going to be asking you today, right? No, I have no idea what you will be asking me today. Right. So she knows she's here to help me with these interview basics. So she's going to be like my test subject (laughs) as we go through uh, some of these do's and don'ts for interviewing. I know for me personally, when we come to an interview, a lot of times interviews can be nerve wracking. They can be a little scary, especially when you're wanting to leave a good impression on who you're talking to or if who you're interviewing is someone you look up to in your field or someone professional. Another thing is also making sure to arrive early to your interview. Make sure you give yourself that time to kind of set up and make sure everything's in order. It'll just help you ease into everything, knowing that there's not going to be any technical difficulties or troubleshooting later on as I've had times where I've come to set up and I would get everything going and something would go wrong or something with technology wouldn't work. And it puts a lot of pressure and frustration on you, especially when your interviewee finally shows up and you want to have a good interview, but now you're just all stressed and worried and riled up because of difficulties that you wouldn't have had if you had more time to prepare. For example, I had a time when I was setting up for an interview and I wasn't familiar with the equipment, so I came early to try to get it going. But then I wasn't well-versed enough to figure out what was wrong with like my audio levels when I set everything up. And as a result, I couldn't use the equipment that I wanted to use. And when my interviewee was here, I ended up just having to do the interview from my phone. So going into that interview after having the frustrations with setting up, I was already just feeling so stressed and and it led to me just not being able to have like my genuine personality, a genuine conversation because I just felt so pressured and so nervous because things didn't work out. And it led me to kind of like spitball questions. So I was just going through the motion and after she answered the question, instead of taking that time to establish that conversation, I would just jump right into the next question. Now, another thing when it comes to prepping for your interview is to and establish a connection with your interviewee. It makes for good practice to at least reach out to who you're interviewing ahead of time, even if it's a simple phone call or something, just to say, hey, how are you? Is this time? Is this date still good? To get a feel of your interviewee's personality or their kind of habits of speech and talking. So you can plan ahead if you think they're going to be someone who needs more probing questions to get them to open up more, or if they're someone who's very, like, spontaneous and outgoing, then ways you can go to counter that and, you know, keep the conversation focused. So 
in this case, obviously my interviewee is my friend. So we already have that connection, right, Chloe? Yes, we do. Right. So Chloe and I go back four years. This Mm -hmm. is our senior year at Palm Beach Atlantic University. We are graduating together. So we've had time to establish a long lasting connection. If I was going into an interview and wanted to start it off and I didn't know much about the other person, it's good just to ask them a bit about their background, maybe just ask them where they're from or what are their favorite hobbies. It breaks the ice for that conversation so you could kind of just get into it, get to know them a little more, and then you can go into your set questions. Sometimes just starting off an interview without talking to the person outside of your questions can be awkward or feel kind of like rushed. So we want to open up that pathway to establish a connection and establish a conversation beforehand. So that way you're not just coming in, sitting down and saying, oh great, I'm so glad you're here, great to meet you. All right, first things first, I'm gonna ask you this. And then if that happens and you fall into that habit, then you might find yourself spitballing questions. So take that moment to just briefly say, hey, how are you today? You know, tell me a bit about yourself. And from there, you can find other points to talk about to lead into that conversation leading up to your questions. So we wanna take that time to make sure we have all our questions in advance, make sure we know a bit about the person we're gonna be speaking with in regards to their speaking patterns and their personality, and just having those questions ahead of time that are gonna be there as a guideline for you to stay on track. Yes, you wanna ask your questions, but you don't want it to just be about your questions leave room to listen to your interviewee and pick up on other things that they are saying to build that conversation with. So obviously, Chloe, we have an established connection. We've known each other for a while. But for those of us who are listening and do not know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am a senior here at Palm Beach Atlantic University. My major is graphic design and my minor is business, and I am graduating this May. I'm very excited to start a career in graphic design. Graphic design, that's really exciting. What made you choose that? I've always really loved art, especially in high school and growing up. It's something I really enjoyed, but I didn't think I could use it as a career. So I was really excited learning that art is kind of all around us, especially packaging, logos, just all those different things. So that got me really interested in pursuing graphic design. What? particular type of art or art style do you think is um, your kind of forte that you like to use most? I really enjoy like company branding. I think that's kind of what I'm leaning towards, especially I've gotten more interested in digital marketing and I can really see how marketing and graphic design kind of play together and how important it is to use art to promote businesses and to share a really important message to customers. So what made you choose to segue from oh, I like being an artist, I like doing art and creating art. What made you segue to say, well, I don't want to just be uh, an artist. Mm -hmm. I want to use my art talents to help other businesses. What kind of led you down that path of thinking? Was that so more like I want a career where I could incorporate it? Or what was your basic thoughts when you first thought? Because obviously being an artist in itself is Mm -hmm. a very tough uh, niche to be in. Yeah, definitely. I knew that I didn't want to just sell my artwork. I always thought of it kind of as a hobby because I didn't think I could make a career out of it. But I just saw how people used art to really promote 
their messages, especially like there's some really important messages out there. And not only can art be beautiful to look at, but just the meaning behind it and promoting that and figuring out a way that you can explain that message without having to write something out, without having to, you know, straightforward tell somebody about it. They can just understand it by viewing what you created is really special. Absolutely. Well, that is awesome. Thank you for sharing that with me. As you can see, I kind of took what Chloe was telling me about. I didn't script those questions. I was just listening to what she was telling me and forming my own questions off of there to get more information. So looking at your interviewee and hearing what they're telling you, you can then um, expand that conversation or those questions by picking up on the details they say and ask them, well, why did you, why do you like this? What made you choose to do this? So you have your questions, but one of the things you want to avoid when it comes to giving your questions is you want to avoid having your interviewee answer simple yes or no questions. The goal is to have open-ended questions to allow your interview that room to expand on what they need. Now, depending on your interviewee's personality type, they may be someone who automatically goes on to expand about whatever you're asking on their own and put in their own input. But if you get someone who's more reserved or laid back, they may just kind of answer your question and then not expand or, or leave it at that. So it's important to have not only open-ended questions, but to follow up those questions. If you think you need more of a response, you want to ask, you know, why or what made you say this or why is this something you like? So you want to avoid kind of like the basic, how are you today? Or so you work for this, right? Or do you like this? Like those kind of questions that are just like, yeah, no, yes, no. So Chloe, how are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. You're a graphic design major. Do you like it? I really love it. I've been really enjoying learning about it. Cool. So do you like PBA, Palm Beach Atlantic University? Yeah, I've been really loving it so far. I've met some great people. That's good. And PBA is a Christian university, right? Yes, that's correct. All right. And do you like your professors? Yeah, they've been really impactful in my career right now. Cool. So you can see how this conversation would kind of go on. It's very just straight to the point kind of questions, and we're not really going to get an inside look into how your interviewee really feels. A conversation like that is pretty lackluster and can make you yourself feel a little awkward because you're not getting the response you thought you would. So when asking stuff like that, instead of just asking, you know, Palm Beach Atlantic University is a Christian university, you could say, what about going to a university that has uh, a Christian background? What makes that like so special to you or what drew you to that type of, of environment? Or what's unique about your professor's style of teaching that has really helped you excel in your classes? You want to give your interviewee that chance to really think about how they're going to respond and let them expand about how they feel about it instead of just saying like, yes, that's right, or yeah, they're good. You want to ask that why or what about that makes them choose to answer yes or no. Chloe, so you told me that Palm Beach Atlantic University is a Christian university. What went behind that decision to choose to come to a school with a background of faith in it rather than going to a regular public school? 
Yeah, so I've been a Christian for most of my life, and faith is very important to me. I went to a Christian high school, and I really enjoyed the environment there. And when I found PBA, I really enjoyed the tour and just the people. They were so welcoming, and I really knew that I could really expand my faith here as well as get a really great education. So that is a main reason why I chose PBA. So as you can see, we got more of an inside look into the reason behind why Chloe has chosen a school such as Palm Beach Atlantic University, instead of just saying, oh, hey, so this university is a Christian university, right? We're going to get that inside look into what about PBA being a Christian university that draws Chloe to it. Back to when I was talking about uh, taking the time to like establish a connection and not spitball through your questions, there is nothing wrong with having a moment of silence or a pause it's natural for us to think, oh, we got to fill in these spaces. A lot of people in their minds get uncomfortable when they're silenced, but it's perfectly normal and natural to have. I know for myself, a lot of times I do not like silence, so I'll find myself, if I'm not sure what I'm going to say next, I'll be like, uh, um, um. But instead of using those filler words we kind of default to, it's okay to take a second to have some silence in between. And it actually will help with the pacing of your interview and give it that little break so it doesn't feel rushed or like you're pushing through it. All right, so we're gonna take all these tips into consideration. We have established our connection, we have listen to how to ask some open-ended questions, and we have also learned how to read our interviewee and pick up on the details they are saying to further our conversation. So now I'm going to have a brief interview session with Chloe, with your permission. Yes, of course. All right, Chloe. Well, again, thanks so much for being here on our podcast today. So I'm gonna touch base again. You're a graduating senior, you're about to graduate soon, you're finalizing all your projects and assignments, you only have like two weeks left of classes forever at Palm Beach Atlantic University. It's probably a really exciting and stressful time for you, but if you could go back and do it all over again, what would you do differently? Wow, that's a good question and a very tricky question. Mm -hmm. Looking back, I feel like I would just, I guess, try and have more confidence in myself. I think I went through a period where I thought, is this even the right major for me? And I'm thankful I had really great professors who really affirmed me, but I wish I just had the confidence to know, you know, like we make mistakes. It's a learning process. It's okay if nothing's perfect because I think it's hard. We look at our work and we see all the mistakes, but we don't see the learning and the growth from it and the good in it. So I think just going back and if I could tell someone else who's starting out, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay if it doesn't look right. You're going to look back and say, wow, it's going to look so much better and <laughs> like years down the line. So I think just being patient with myself and maybe just opening myself up to more opportunities to do real world projects and not limiting myself and being afraid of messing up. So you talk about having confidence. In regards to that, what would you say are your strengths then, or what are the strengths that you have found that you've developed over your time here at Palm Beach Atlantic University? I think one good thing I've always had is my work ethic and getting things done on time, so I'm grateful that I was able to carry that throughout. I think that helped a lot, especially within my major, getting projects done on time. I think just learning the programs was the biggest thing. 
I walked into college not knowing anything about any of the Adobe software and Illustrator, Photoshop, all of that. So just learning that and, you know, taking the time to really get better. Now, simple things that were once really difficult, I can do it much more easily. And I'm really grateful that I had that learning process. Absolutely. And you, like you say, college is the time to make mistakes mm-hmm. and to learn. So it's been a great playing field for us to kind of go in and say, yes, we're going to make mistakes, but now's the time to make them before exactly. we actually head out into the real world scope of things. Mm-hmm. So looking into your near future, we're leaving university, we're heading out. What position do you find yourself aiming for outside of college And with this position in mind, what would you say would be your ideal place of work that you see yourself wanting to go into? Yeah, so I've interned at a digital marketing company and I really love that. So I'm really looking at different digital marketing companies or just marketing in general to really get involved with that. So that's been definitely an aspiration and what I've been looking at so far. I think a big long-term goal is I would love to do freelance graphic design or have my own business myself and be able to have my own clients and make a living off that, or even maybe be a creative director or art director for a company and just kind of be like in control of all the creative process for the branding and, you know, advertisements and all that. So I think those are some goals I have that kind of slowly get to those, doing those little starting jobs, but we'll get there one day. So big, big dreams, big goals, right? You want to be your own boss. You want to say, no, I don't want (laughs) to take no crap for anyone. I want to, you want to establish yourself as like your own brand per se is what I'm getting from. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So you want to go out there, have your own place, have your own thing and get situated. So if these are the goals you have in mind right now, if you had to picture yourself Five years from now, where would you have yourself be? Wow. Okay. So I think I would love to maybe be starting off going into full-time freelancing. That would be really amazing after getting experience from maybe entry-level positions. I'd love to work more towards just having my own business where I'm doing my own thing. I think that would be the goal five years down the line. But you know, you never know. Maybe I'm really established in a company and I want to stay there. So it could go either way. What is your motivation behind choosing the solo track per se compared to working and starting in another industry and with others and building your yourself up? Is there a particular reason or uh, someone who inspired you to want to go down that path? I think just having more um, the creative control would be really awesome. I, when you work with a company, it's like you're limited to their branding and their colors, their typefaces, everything they want it to look like. So it'd be really nice if I can help others who are just starting up and really have that creative control and be able to work with the clients closely instead of passing things off to someone else or getting things passed to me to just kind of replicate what they want in their head. I would love the creative control to you know, make more decisions myself. So kind of expand upon your own creativity. Yes. Yeah. That's the main reason you're, you've done this major and why you want to pursue this because you have that creative aspect and that's what you love to do most. So I guess you would phrase that like full control of your own creativity. Yeah, definitely. Having my own style, things I like to do, as well as taking what the company or brand really needs and be able to like solve those creative problems I think would be the main thing. Well, I really like how you mentioned that you not only want to do it for yourself, but that you're also interested in having that control to be able to help 
others as well in that. I think that's great. I think everyone wants to find something that they can do where they can also uh, be of help to others. And I hope that would be a goal for everyone listening and what, whatever they do that we not only work for ourselves, but we work to give back to the community to give back to those around us. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like even in journalism, you're really trying to share that story or that message somebody has. And if we can do that and share that message, I think that's really special and important. Absolutely. One of my favorite quotes from CBS 12 reporter Stephanie Valderrama, who I just recently interviewed, is she said, I didn't become an anchor just to be on TV. It was always about amplifying the voices of our community. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly true. It's a job that you're really going in because you want to help others, to give back to others. And it's not just about, oh, I'm going to make it on TV or I'm going to be doing this. Um, Everything you write and everything you do is to serve the community and to give back. So thank you for pointing that out. But yeah, that's something I, I hope to do as well. Well, thank you so much for allowing me to give you a brief interview, for being my interview subject here today and helping me guide and provide some tips that hopefully those listening will find helpful. It was great to talk to you today, Chloe. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning into my podcast today. Once again, I'm your host, Morgan Therian. And thanks to my friend Chloe Meering for graciously coming on the show today. We hope you find these tips helpful. And until next time. Think long.